0: The first year of college, a chapter of one's life that is full of newfound freedom, the beginning of adulthood, parties, school, stress, and I don't know about any of you, but when I think of the first year of college, my mind immediately goes to the dreaded freshman 15. Relatives poke fun about it and advise you to take it easy on the late night snacks. But in a society that is often fat phobic and where weight gain and fluctuation are seen as a bad thing, is it really all jokes? Beginning college and living on campus calls for adaptation and adjusting to a new environment while also dealing with the stressors that come along with higher education. These can all create a sense of loss of control. I'm no expert, nor do I possess a degree in nutrition or mental health studies. However, I've come to discuss this topic today with one thing, experience. I'm a couple of weeks away from completing my freshman year of college. I spent the spring semester learning online and completing my courses remotely at home due to disability, that being mental health. While living on campus two and a half hours away from my home, I felt vulnerable, anxious, and like everything was out of my hands. In order to regain a feeling of authority over my own life, I turn to dictating my diet. Like people, eating disorders come in all shapes and sizes. The most common being anorexia nervosa, which is characterized by the restriction of calories in order to lose weight and or avoid gaining it. Next is bulimia. Periods of binge eating followed by purging or means of eliminating calories. Binge eating disorder. Periods of binge eating without the purging that follows bulimic binge eating. And lastly, orthorexia. Compulsive behavior that relates to healthy eating and exercise. Although it is not recognized as a formal clinical diagnosis, it is still important to mention due to the way it can be passed off as a healthy lifestyle. Now, I personally did not struggle with a full-blown eating disorder, but rather disordered eating tendencies. Nevertheless, the way I manipulated my food intake was unhealthy. Looking back at the time I spent on campus, I tend to wonder, if I hadn't gone home when I did, how much worse could things have been? My roommate and other friends on campus frequently mentioned to me that I began to appear unhealthy and even my skin had turned a shade of ashen gray. I always tried to listen to their concerns by regularly making trips to the dining hall and even purchasing a box of protein drinks, but a part of me felt accomplished and like I was getting somewhere because I wasn't gaining weight. I was avoiding the freshman 15. Although this social stigma played a huge role in my mental downfall whilst living on campus for the first time. There were other factors that contributed to the unhealthy relationship I began to develop with food. A huge contributing factor were the meals provided at the dining hall. Before starting college, I didn't expect it to be as good as my mother's home cooking, but I didn't know how bad it could be until after I, as well as all my fellow students on campus, purchased a meal plan. Of course, there were the common issues with school lunch food like poor seasoning, greasiness, and overall unappealing options. However, certain letdowns involving the food I paid thousands of dollars for were too large to overlook. Moldy baked goods, undercooked meat, and the toll that consuming these meals had on our bodies. There were days when after eating dinner, my roommate and I would be so bloated we looked like we were entering the second trimester of pregnancy. Not to mention the heartburn and overall sluggish feeling from failing to consume proper nutrients. Personally, this largely contributed to my avoidance of calories while living on campus. I was partially afraid of feeling sick, so my solution was to simply not eat. I didn't feel like my college truly cared about the health and well-being of their students. My roommate once reached out to the dining services to have them acknowledge the inadequacy being the food they served. They replied by saying that their food meets the requirements of the county and left it at that. This leads me into the mental health aspect of disordered eating. This year was especially stressful thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic, as we've all noticed. Mental health specialists are in high demand due to this crisis and are often hard to come by. But aside from that, college courses and the difficult-to-find balance between school, sleep, and a social life can severely impact one's mental well-being. Looking back on my experience living on campus, I realized I was the most anxious and depressed I have ever been. Struggling to make friends, dealing with roommate complications, feeling homesick, and being overwhelmed by the workload being dumped on me by my professors— all had a negative effect on both my mental and physical health. These feelings of sadness and uncertainty circled back to two things, food and control. Often on sad days, I found myself having little to no appetite. The times when I did eat, I was often snacking on handfuls of Cheez-Its or packs of chips I had smuggled from the dining hall. I often would consume a large amount of snacks when I finally had some time alone, After my excessive snacking, I would feel extreme guilt and worry about packing on the pounds, and therefore would severely limit my food consumption for the days to follow. I knew that this mentality and the headspace I was in wasn't a healthy one, but I never knew what to do to fix it or where to go to get help. Obviously, a mental health center is a necessity on campus for illness and incidents needing treatment. But how do these centers assist with mental health? With complete honesty, I will say that I knew and still know nothing about the Campus Health Center of my former college. And I believe that that is where the issue lies. Students need to know that professional assistance is available and that it is okay to reach out and ask for help. I wish this was a resource that was more often stressed and made aware of. This past semester, we received surprise holidays because mental health is important. If campuses truly care about their students' health and well-being, I think they need to shift their focus onto a few key factors. Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a five-tiered model based on Abraham Maslow's theory of human motivation. The two bottom tiers are the most basic needs. This includes physiological needs like food, And safety needs, including health. I believe that these two things are lacking on college campuses. In order for the student population to succeed and flourish, they need proper nutrition and wellness. These can be improved by focusing on bettering the quality of food and providing students with the physical and mental health resources they need. Between 4 and 10% of male college students and 10-20% to of female college students are affected by a clinical eating disorder. Adequate dining options and the availability of mental health counselors as well as physical trainers in a campus setting could be extremely beneficial to students who are struggling to form a healthy relationship with food and exercise. Although I do believe that colleges play a large role in the impact of eating disorders on students, the schools are not entirely to blame. In our society, we often glamorize being thin, regardless of whether or not slimness is achieved in a healthy manner. I very well understand that this is much easier said than done, but we as a society need to work towards breaking the stigma surrounding weight gain. That's a huge issue on its own, so let's narrow it down and find ways that we can change the shame that college students face. When it comes to positively impacting the college community, this starts with getting rid of the myth being the freshman 15. This is untrue due to the fact that most college students typically only gain around three pounds when they begin college. The mental weight that comes along with these stigmas is detrimental to the current and future health of students. Eating disorders can be difficult to combat once they've impacted a person's life and can continue far into adulthood. In order to protect the minds and well-being of students, they need to be provided with the means to maintain their health, and terms placing shame on the idea of weight gain need to be abolished, like the freshman 15, as previously mentioned, as well as others, like the sorority 40. College is a time for new beginnings, for newfound independence, and for endless learning opportunities, not only educationally, but with life lessons as well. The focus needs to be on the students. Attention should be shifted to the number of memories made, the number of assignments completed with pride, the number that makes up their well-earned GPA, and away from the number on the scale. Thank you.